allow me to uh, to be in a new place where there's a lot of Jewish people. So I've been ministering, ministering to a, a, a lot of brothers uh, that are Jewish. And, you know, as you counsel, as, as you, like, speak to people, the Lord will, will give you, especially to pastor and anybody that is, you know, in the pulpit, the Lord will speak to you when you, you know, when you minister to other ones. Amen. So, um, everybody, you know, in the community is, uh, and, and, and I believe in any area, everybody is so polite. You enter to a room and, you know, with good manners and just speaking well, and you can talk to anybody about it, anything. And you experience this through all the life. You know, you, you meet somebody, you can speak to the person about anything. But that is something that I encountered. As soon as you mention the name of Jesus, the conversation changed. And, and the whole attitude changed. Because you can say God, and nobody gets offended. But as soon as you mention the name of Jesus, especially in this community, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a confrontation. So I, I want to encourage you today. Because the Bible does speak about peace, speak about unity in the Lord, but there's another unity that is come from from the world, and and we know who rules the world, right? We know that we are here just passing by, and we belong to another kingdom. But sometimes unity, in um, in the whole sense. The, the Bible says in Revelation that we're heading to, to a time where the whole world is going to be united. We're going to have one ruler for the whole world. We're going to have one currency. Um, we're going to have one religion. So you see, the world is, is, is coming to a unity. But today the message is Jesus caused division. And sometimes when we hear this, we say no, but Jesus came to uni unify people. How can you speak about division? But the Bible said say right here plainly, right there in Luke 12, 49 to the 56 says, I have come to set the world on fire, and in some other translation said to for judgment. And I wish it were already burning. So you see the desires of Jesus, you know, and and I can also see see the attitude of Jesus here in life because he's he's saying, and I wish you were already burning. But um, it still is is the desires of him. And Jesus is someone that knows how to control emotions, you know, because if it was for him, we already be judged. We already will be in front of, of the Father and we we wouldn't have the the opportunity to to see ourselves and see how we walk in with him. We wouldn't have another day, another opportunity because the Lord is holy and in his passion, he wants this, he wants to bring glory to God. But he also is compassionate. That's why he's saying, I wish we're already burning, but he holds holds it for love. And the fifth he says, I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am a and 
I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. So now we know in that time he was speaking about future things, but now we know he went through the baptism, which is the cross. 51 says, do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? It's a question. Jesus is, is asking us a question. So it's really important. It, it's really amazing when you read um, verse by verse. You see, Jesus wants you to think. You know, he's asking you questions. He, want, he wants you to slow down in the word and, and want, want us to meditate. You know, he's asking us a question. Obviously, this is a, a rhetoric question. I believe it's called rhetoric because he answered it uh, later. So he says, no, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. The 53 says, Father, father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. So he's if you place yourself in the Bible, if you place yourself where he was saying this, if you place yourself in the culture that he was speaking this, this is kind of shocking because we know, you know, as we see it in right here, we know who Jesus is. We have some revelation who he is, and we know he's God. You know, it's, it's something that when, when you believe in him, you know, we say, you're my Lord and Savior. And and we got that down, you know. Um, the Lord is God. But in a moment when he was saying this, because all the disciples were around him and they were in a Jewish culture. So there there's only one God, right? In the culture. So when he was saying this, it's because of me you're gonna have to be divided. Even with the people that you love. Because they they won't have this revelation. They wouldn't. They they will not understand what I'm saying, you know. So I have in my notes here. Most of the time, we have the wrong image of Jesus. Maybe not you, but I I probably you know somebody out there have the wrong image of Jesus. That is someone passive. He loves everything and everyone. He brings peace and love and good vibes, and unity, and everyone is equal, and we should avoid confrontation, or make anyone uncom uncomfortable for the sake of the gospel. While some of this is true to a certain degree, let's not forget, let's not forget that he holds a prominent position in the kingdom. You know, so I was telling you at the beginning that I'm in this uh, community with uh, this culture of people, Jewish people. And the reason why I start the message like that is uh, so you can understand these people have in their mind, and not only them, probably another cultures, Jesus Christ is a good man. Jesus Christ is just a prophet. And we, when you're trying to, to have a conversation with them, they're really polite. You know, you can sit down with them. You can eat with them. You know, you can crack a joke with them. You know, you can talk about anything, anything but Jesus. 
And I was saying, I want to encourage you because it's our job. It's, um, um, it's an opportunity for us, you know, to bring the gospel no matter the, the results. No matter the results. Because I, I've been yelled at and, you know, I've, you know, I've been like this to lose my job. But I, I still, you know, I'm working. Obviously, uh, we're making money right there. But life is, is, is not just about that. We have to understand that we have a message to share. And probably the person that is sitting in front of you, that's the only opportunity you have. That's the only opportunity you have to speak. And if you shy away, you're probably going to lose that opportunity. You know, it, it's, it's not it's something really bad is going to happen to you. But we, as a minister, we have a burden to bring this message to somebody. If you can relate with me, you know, sometimes we go home and we, we think, you know, I, I could have just speak, you know, I could have just say something. And when you're about to open your mouth in, in, in that place with this culture, you know, they might hate you, you know, because for them it's, it's an insult, you know. They might kick you out of the table because it's an insult for them. You know, Jesus is not God. God is God. But Je Jesus is not, you know. So, but we understand, you know. We understand that when you enter to the room, you're going to bring the vision. And you got to uh, put that in your mind, you know, especially somebody that is young in, the, in, in you know, in the things of God. And I'm pretty sure and I believe that when you start walking with the Lord, you have some confrontations with your family. You know, the first persons that you have problems with is your family because you change your religion or probably with your kids or probably with your brothers or probably with your mom you know just because you decide to follow jesus or you recognize jesus as a lord and savior so he is not merely a good man or a good teacher jesus was is and will always be god in flesh john 14 6 says Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So Jesus is always talking to somebody in his community. And, and some people will say, Jesus never said he was God. But he did in their faces. He didn't say I'm God, but, you know, they, he gave them hints. He, he was saying, you cannot go to the Father without me, you know. And now we have a math problem. When we come to talk to somebody, we can just say, you know, God is good. You know, God bless me. Um, God this, God that. We have to bring Jesus into the conversation because that's the only way. You know, some people might know about God. Some people might know, um, you know, that God is there. They might not believe in God as, as passionate as you. But the thing is, like, they don't recognize Jesus Christ. How the, the full, um, you know, identity of Christ, they don't understand this part. And this is where we come. This is where the Lord is going to use you. Because you have decided to follow Jesus. And it's your responsibility, in a way, to speak the name. We know, with no regrets, you know, it, no matter the consequences. And it's really hard to, it's really hard to grasp this, but 
no matter the consequences. And you can see this in history with the disciples, how they suffer for the name of Jesus. In John 9.39, Jesus says, Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, to separate those who believe in me from those who reject me, to declare judgment on those who choose to be separate from God, so that the sightless will see and those who see will become blind. So these are the words of Jesus Christ. He's expressly saying, you know, I'm God, I came to Jewish, I came to divide. You know, it, it sounds really revolutionary to me. You know, that Jesus, some people picture, picture him as a hippie, but uh, he's, he's not, especially in this age. You know, I talk to young people, and, and for them, Jesus is it's all about love, and, you know, you can live however you want. And it, that's not the case. You know, past, Pastor was talking to us here early, and, and there's a purity that we have to have in, in every relationship we have. Amen. And, and, and um, we are working in different levels. The Lord is working on us in different levels. But uh, at the end of the day, we have to understand we're talking about a, a holy God. And we, yes, he opened his hand. Anybody can come. Even today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, He's waiting for you if you don't know God. He's willing to receive you no matter your condition. But then you have to understand that at a certain point you have to wake up and you're dealing with the Holy God. You know, there's certain ways to approach him. If not, you can go back to the Old Testament and see the preparation of the, uh, of the priest when they were entered to the, to the holy place. So as I want to take the time as we enter in this... Um, um, you know, celebrations too. Um, it's going to be Resurrection Sunday next, next Sunday. And Jesus accomplished a lot of things, you know, while he was in earth. And when he died and resurrected in the cross. And one of the things that he um, accomplished, it was division too. It, he accomplished division. And we already see um, by his mouth, he was saying this way before he died. Jesus accomplished the vision. Many do not think of Jesus as affecting the vision, but he did. He said, think not that I am come to, spend, to, to send peace on earth and came not to send peace, but a sword. That's in Matthew 10, 34. Why does Jesus come and bring a sword? Because he comes to set up um, um, a line. You know, what do you use a knife for? What do you use a sword for? To cut. Because he's about to divide. So, so someone says, one day, um, divide and you will conquer. Have you heard that, that saying? Divide and, and you will conquer. If you think about Jesus, the great leader, the God, the, the God in flesh, he came to set his kingdom here, you know. And he's not going to unify with the people in the world. He's not, he's not, he's not going to come and bring another religion. He came to sever everything, to divide. He placed his kingdom here and bring his people towards him. And whoever wants to come with him, he needs to understand that he has to come away from whatever life we had before. You know, whatever life we were living before, I don't know what you're dealing with. 
you know, we all deal with different things. You know, personally, the Lord is dealing with you in different areas. But uh, this, when, when Jesus comes to your life, a division happens even I in the inside. Because now your flesh and the spirit is fighting inside of you. There is a division right there. There is a fight. There is there's the battleground right there. Jesus caused much division among his Jewish veterans because he will not doctrinally compromise or relent. John 9.16 says, Some of the Pharisees says, This man, Jesus, is not from God. This man, Jesus, is not from God. For he is working on the Shabbat. And you know, you know the whole story about the Shabbat. Other says, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miracle signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. Uh, still, we're talking about a culture, a Jewish culture. Um, there's divisions today when those who do not love the Lord and his commandments collide with those who cherish and respect the authority of the word. 1 Corinthians 11.19 says, But of course, there must be division among you so that you who have God's approval will be recognized. And this is really important. This is how we know that you truly are passionate for God. Because you will encounter some bad times with people, even with your best friends, even with people that you love. Because you have to you have to speak up the truth, you know. You have to live the truth, but uh, you also have to speak it. And I have a lot of friends outside church. I have a lot of friends um, that they believe in God. But they still live in the same manner as uh, a people in the world. And if I don't say anything, you know, sometimes it's like, um, you know, it's really hard to tell somebody, you know, like, because some of us want to look cool, right? Some of us want to fit in, but that's not the case here. I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, as you, and we talk a lot about uh, a lot about maturity. You know, part of the maturity is like nobody's going to like you because you're going to start expressing yourself. And and that's one of the things that the, the, the Lord is, um, is bringing to me. You know, one, once it comes to the people, I'm not there to please anybody. I'm not there just to have a good conversation. I'm not there just to, to, to bring a laugh to somebody. I'm there with a purpose, you know. In every conversation, we have to aim to, to speak the name of Jesus in every opportunity. Because even if you don't practice this, you know, you, you become, you know, silent. You don't know how to deal with people. You don't know how to confront people, especially if you don't want to be offended. You know, you won't say anything. You will leave it, you know, the same way. You will say God, and everybody say God, you know. But uh, like I said before, as soon as you bring Jesus to, to the conversation, things change, you know. They're not your friend anymore. So Matthew, if you open your Bible, in Matthew 10, we're going to read from the 32 to the 39. It's the same concept, but I want you to see something, um, how Jesus speaks um re really revolutionary really really um he's um 
certain of what, you know, he's telling you the truth about what is coming when you start following him. And usually when I, when I do a sermon, you know, because in my, in my ministry, in my personal ministry, I encounter a lot of people that, that doesn't know Jesus. And you might be familiar with these things, you know. But I, I usually encounter people and minister people that doesn't know, that doesn't have a, any relationship with, with God. So, um, you know, if somebody there is, is watching, somebody there is, is um, looking at this, you know, come to Jesus has to be um, drastic. You know, you have to leave some things. It has to uh, change your life. You are a completely new man. So nothing that you're living right now, it will be the same. So Matthew 10, 32, 39, and I'm finishing. Everyone who acknowledge, uh, verse 32 says, everyone who acknowledge me publicly here on earth I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Denying Jesus is not only saying I don't believe in him. Denying Jesus is, all, is, is sometimes not saying anything either. We have to understand too, denying Jesus is not only about um, you know, I don't believe in Jesus, and everybody hear you. Denying Jesus sometimes could it be you walking into a place and you never mention who you you are about. It, you know, because nobody knows. No, and we have we have a purpose in life. We have to be vocal. You know, not trying to be harsh, but it, that's the reality. We we have to take every opportunity because we just. We've been in this place just for a while, you know. You have salvation, you have joy, you have protection and all these things. But people out there need to hear this. And maybe God is, you're the only one that he's going to use. You're the only Christian that, you're gonna, that they're going to be across, you know. So 34 says, don't imagine that I, come, I came to bring peace to earth. I came not to bring peace but a sword. 35 says, I have come to set a, a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And, and, and this is so important because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father, some of you know. And my son, I love my son. I love him so much. And, and whoever have a kid here, you know the relationship with, you, with your kids is so special. You love them. But when it comes to Christ, we're going to see later here, what position does Christ have in your life, you know, not only in your family, but personally, what position Christ holds in your life? It might go even against the people that you love, you know. You might be sitting with your family members, with, with the person that, you know, with your mom, with your dad, with your brother, and you might be divided to them just because of Jesus. 36 says, your enemies will be right in your own household. 37, if you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. 
I'm, I'm not saying this. This is Bible. This is Jesus Christ. Or if you love your sons or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross or follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. You see three times he's saying, you are not worthy, you are not worthy, you are not worthy. He's repeating it, repeating it, repeating it again because he want to make sure that we understand, you know, what is to be, what it means to be worthy of following Jesus. 39 says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. So you see the division here? It's my life, and Lord, I want to live it for you. But the Lord saying, but this is how I want you to live it. You know, I, I put the condition. If you want to live for me, I put the condition. So there is a, there is a division within you, within e each individual will be a, a, a division because the spirit you're fighting against the flesh the flesh will tell you i want to go right and the lord says no you got to go left and 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 that's a situation that we're gonna deal with you know all the time so point number one from all these that we says jesus came to break relationships it's really important jesus came to to break relationships and especially for young people, it's, it's important that if your relationship is not based on what Jesus Christ wants, on purity, on what Jesus Christ says of God, uh, says about uh, you and the partner that you should have, you should break that relationship. We should love people. We should care about people. We should minister to people. We should put attention to people. But if a relationship, it doesn't bring honor to God, you have to be drastic and you're going to have to distance and, or you're going to have to be vocal. You're going to have to speak. You know, this is, you know, I love you, but thi this is the sword that the, the God, you know, brought to, to, to this earth. So it has to be a, a division here. Jesus came to change priorities. He must be first. So priorities change. Some of you are married. Some of you are fathers. Some of you are single. Some of you are brothers, sisters. But before anything, Jesus Christ comes first. And I really love to see people sometimes. They come to church and they say, you know, oh, my, my, my husband doesn't want to come. My, my wife doesn't want to come. And I just want to encourage that person. It's okay. It's okay to come. Not that the church is God. Not that the church is Jesus. But you come here and, and to get fed. You know. And probably, I'm pretty sure probably some of us, Sunday is the only day that we uh, are totally focused for an hour probably to, to God. Because there is so much thing going on after we get out of here. And we lose focus. You know, and I just want to encourage that person that, that, that comes by themselves here. And it, it's all right. You know, it's okay because Jesus said, Jesus, give me the aval to, to come and just, just see him, spend time with him, worship him. You know, if nobody else wants to follow you, well, be there. I'm doing it by myself. Division show passion and maturity. So 
one of the things that, that you're going to see somebody that is passionate about something is the way that they act when they bring the subject. So, for example, for example, you know, uh, political inclinations. When you hear somebody talking about something, they're so passionate. They even get like, um, you know, they discuss with people. They confront people because they're so passionate about it. Or how about um, whoever likes sports here, the sport team, you know, you speak about the your team, you, you defend it, and, and, you know, you... You talk to the pe- to the people about you know what you love, what you passion. So here we are. If you are not bringing Jesus into the conversation, I mean, you have to you have to be careful. You know, you don't you know you don't want to you're gonna offend people in a way. You're gonna offend people no matter what. But you want to be as polite as you can, and you know, because the Holy Spirit is the one that that's that's gonna transform that life you know just bring in jesus um find a way to say it find a way to you know when somebody it happened to me somebody was talking about god and god and god and god and i couldn't hold it and i say you know god is jesus and the whole thing just changed (laughs) and they told me you know like please move you know don't don't sit here with us and i'm like but it's true why you know why you get offended you know and I mean, I, I don't know anything about apologetics, but um, it's a situation that you know you can't you can just stay silent. You can just let people say God. You know, God is, is Jesus is God. I mean, say how it is. You know, Jesus is God, and He's the only way. And without Jesus, there is no salvation. So there you go. Even though you have God, you have knowledge of God, you have no Jesus. You need Jesus in order. That's why we're celebrating this week. It's all about Jesus, you know. Um, so that point, uh, point number three is division, show passion and maturity, you know. It will be confrontation. You are getting mature when you bring confrontation, when you bring uh, your passion for, for Jesus Christ. Point number four is get used to be rejected, misunderstood, and probably alone. So you know this. If you if you if you're a person that you like to do things, you know I have my brother and my, with my brothers. Like let's go do this. Let's go to this place. Let's, let's you know let's talk to this girl when we were young. You know he wouldn't go by himself. You know, and I want you to get used to to even in the crowd be by yourself. You know like stand stand for yourself with Christ is with you. You know. If if everybody is talking about something else, get up and go, you know, or bring Jesus in the conversation, bring bring um, your passion to the conversation, you know. And if you have to do it alone, so beat it, you know. It's it's that's how it is. Number five, unity the unity in this in this world is evil because we already say, you know, that the war is coming to an end. When we're gonna have one world older, um, one world wide ruler, one universal currency, currency, one world religion, um, religions unifying and coexisting, you know, the world know the devil knows that there is power in unity. But like I say, somebody else, some, so someone says one day, 
you know, divide and you will conquer. And and uh, we work for the king of kings. You know, we got to divide these people from the world. Like we are divided from them. So the only unity is acceptable for us is the unity in the spirit. And that's, that is in Ephesians chapter 4. If you have time in your house, Ephesians chapter 4, go check it out. Um, but that's the only unity we are allowed to, to have, you know. And to, to finish, number six, point number six, if Jesus Christ is your Lord, then there will be division within you, the flesh against the spirit. And this is a battle that we constantly going to be having. So I just want to thank you for your time. Mm -hmm.